When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go, you Redbirds. Go, you Redbirds. On the battle, fight for ISU. Welcome to In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. Hi again and welcome in to another edition of In the Nest, the official podcast of Illinois State Redbird Athletics from Learfield. I'm John Fitzgerald, and today we're joined by two members of the 2023 MBC champion men's golf team, senior Felix Van Dyke and fellow senior Parker Wisdom. Today's conversation brought to you in part by Jason's Deli. Redbird fans, all good things start with wholesome ingredients. Visit Jason's Deli in Normal on Veterans Parkway today and receive free ice cream with every purchase. Felix and Parker, thanks so much for joining us today. The men's golf program recently capturing its sixth Valley crown and its first since the 2007 campaign, but you guys really helped capture that crown in historic fashion a couple of weeks ago. Your club won the Valley Tournament by 13 strokes, shooting a three-round score of 836, which stands as the lowest three-round score in program history and the second lowest all-time in the history of the Missouri Valley Conference. Felix, you pace the birds, finishing second overall on those three days with a three-round score of 204, which currently sits as the third lowest in program history, while Parker checked in at 14th with an even par 215 and a career-best 70 in four of your last six rounds played. Those numbers incredibly impressive accomplishments, but the most important result of those three days of the Valley championship the automatic bid to the ncaa tournament and the regional berth that's going to take place beginning next monday when the birds head to bath michigan 
at the Eagle Eye Golf Club to take part in the NCAA Division I team regional for Illinois State. It's their first regional since 2007. And guys, they talk about leaving the program in better shape than when you arrived, and that has to be a real sense of pride for you both as seniors heading into a regional in your final campaign. Um, yeah, totally. When we got here as freshmen, we had a really deep squad too. Um, I think we had eight or nine guys that could all play really good golf, and we came in with an All-American with David Perkins, um, and he just coming in as a freshman who wasn't super heavily recruited and get to see him up close and see how he worked, it was like, I am not close to this guy <laughs> yet. And um, just to see how he played on the course, how he worked off the course, his mindset, um, he definitely helped shape um, how I play on the course. He was very even keel, but he kind of, I want to say he kind of paved the road to um, where we are today just with how good he was and dominant he was that freshman year that I was here and that got cut short with COVID. Um, so we didn't even get to try for the conference championship that year. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been battling this whole year, just trying to make a show of ourselves. And we struggled at first with the spring, but we felt like we still were very close to where we wanted to be. And once conference came, we had a good stretch of three tournaments leading up and really performed in the last three and kind of brought it together in the NBC, which was nice. You bring up a good point, and Felix, I'll ask you. Obviously, you guys talk about getting to the NCAA tournament as a team and advancing, I'm sure, in the before the fall season and during the winter as well. But when you, when you look at this, it's a grind. I mean, that word gets overused a lot, but there's obviously a lot of work in tournament play that takes place in the fall, then the off-season conditioning. But as you guys go into this year, you talk about maybe stubbing your toe a little bit early on in the season – but always being able to keep your eye on that prize toward the end in the Valley Tournament. Yeah, no, like we, we are known to like play well in the fall every year. Um, and then in the spring, it's, it's hard to really uh, start off strong and like get momentum going pretty fast since we're, you know, we're in, in Illinois and the weather is always kind of rough. And um, we're fortunate to always go to the Tinovin Cup where we meet a lot of alumni, which is uh, always great to start the season. And then we have a couple of tournaments more down south and then we always like turn around in Indiana, Purdue to get some momentum going to conference. And it's been kind of hard for us the last couple years before conference. Uh, but this year we really like in Indiana, we finished, I think fourth. Yeah. And then Purdue, we finished third. Third, fourth. Um, so that really got us some momentum going into conference and everyone was feeling good. Uh, the vibe was, was good, everyone was working hard. So it was, it was a great feeling to get that done in conference. and keep the momentum going and hopefully into regionals too you guys talk about obviously being in illinois there's not a whole lot you can do from a climate standpoint but in preparation especially during the winter months heading into the spring campaign what are some things you guys are able to do to kind of get yourself match ready and round ready well luckily we have the uh the two bays in horton that we can work on wedge numbers and just kind of get a feel like we don't lose the feel of our swing because we're, we're hitting all winter but um it's nice to have what is it gc quad is that what you use yeah. we can get um wedge numbers so we're always dialed with our wedges um it is hard though because you're hitting off turf all winter and then you come out and you got to hit on bermuda grass which is a little different than what we usually play on but um so that's hard to get our footing but it's nice having um 
the facility here in Horton. We have the putting room up in Horton too. But um, when the weather's nice, we just try to get out as much as we can. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have the sim room for sure. Ray Kralis in the midst of his 16th season and Coach Kralis has really always played difficult schedules, but this year is really no different. As a matter of fact, of the 27 teams at the regional next week, you guys have, with an Ottawa's a fall in the spring, faced off against 19 of those 27 teams already, and that has to give you a little bit of a sense of confidence and what you guys have already accomplished this year going into the regional. Yeah, no, like, to start with that, I think it's really important for a recruiting process that we have a really strong schedule. It's one of the reasons why I came to Illinois State. Um, and it's always good for us to see in the fall, we, we compete with those teams that we see at regionals. Like, we play against Texas A&M. We, we won Wisconsin's event two years ago. Um, so that's a, a great way to already, like, measure ourselves against them. And then we see a couple of them in the spring, and it just gives us a lot of confidence going into regions that we know what kind of territory we're moving into and like where we're playing. So especially then going up north, um, it's more our turf. And yeah, that just gives us a lot of confidence and a good feel going into regionals. Yep. I would think playing a very difficult schedule against whether or not you want to term it power five or highly ranked opponents is is something that is incredibly attractive from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah, well, um, to touch on your last one, the difficult schedules, when we go and compete in the fall, we usually have a pretty, like, stacked schedule. We don't really play in, like, um, we don't really play an MVC schedule like other MVC schools. We go to, like, Big Ten tournaments, um, ACC tournaments, all those big ones, and we usually, we competed all year with these guys, and that gives us a great confidence of showing that we can, we can do it we can do it. And, um, yeah, as a recruiting standpoint, seeing the schedules, um, you're playing with the best players in college golf at these places. You see the best players, you see them warm up, you play with them. And for us, we played in the last group of almost every tournament in the fall. So we're playing with usually the host schools or if you, if you play well, you're playing with the one guy from all these schools and you're seeing like top 50 players in the world every week. And um, you see you're not far off really. They're, they're not doing a whole lot different than what we're doing. They might just be a little tighter here and there, but it just gives us a lot of confidence going in. You guys are obviously both seniors, as we mentioned, um, but I'm going to venture to guess that you guys had a bit of a uh, different recruiting story as far as coming here. Parker, you're obviously from Bloomington Normal, a Central Catholic grad, and Felix from Holland. How did Holland end up in Normal, Illinois? I mean, it's kind of similar to Illinois, like the Netherlands and Illinois, both pretty flat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the weather's a little different, but I feel like the whole vibe is kind of similar. Um, but you know, Coach Kralis sent me an email one day and was super motivated and excited and kind of uh, on my ass almost. Um, <laughs> and that was just, that gave me such a good feeling. I saw the schedule, saw the team and the facilities, but. Uh, the Wyburn Golf Club and the Meunier Training Center. Um, so that was just, the whole picture felt so good and then I visited. I visited here in November of 2018 when it was probably one of the coldest like weeks <laughs> in years. Uh, but I still, we drove over the golf course in Coach's car and it was just, I mean, the whole vibe and the feel was just so good and we had dinner with the team and yeah, I straight away just knew this was the place that I wanted to be at, and I wanted to be a Redbird. 
You were, I'm assuming, in Holland, knowing that you were going to come stateside for college to play collegiate golf, obviously, at the Division One level. What, um, outside of the visit that really kind of summed it up for you as far as making your decision, was it a lot of tournaments that got you exposed to American NCAA golf? Um, not particularly. I mean, we have a, a lot of, like, European tournaments where a lot of American coaches fly over and come watch European players and me as well. Um, but besides that, it's all really new. And, like, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, so it's kind of like diving in the deep end and <laughs> just let's do it. I always wanted to go to the States since I was young. Um, but it's a whole thing that's kind of like a mystery because you never know what it's like. Um, yeah. But I'm more than happy that I've done it and that I'm here right now and that I can say that I did it. Yeah. I think Coach Kralis would probably echo those sentiments as well after four years. And Parker, obviously, like we said, just kind of around the corner, you made uh, the decision to matriculate here to Illinois State. What were some of the things that played a factor for you in the whole recruiting process? Yeah, it was a little different than Felix. Um, <laughs> I kind of just grew up watching Redbird Athletics. Um, my pa- parents always had season tickets to um, the basketball game, so I've grown up with all my friends just going to ISU Athletics. So I've kind of always been around it. Um, Sometimes I came and practiced at Wybring and I would see the guys practicing like when I was really young. So I always had like in the back of my head, like I really wanted to play here, but like I wasn't as heavily recruited as like Felix or some of the other guys. But like once I got the opportunity from coach that I could play here, I was like, no doubt I'm coming. I want to be a Redbird. I always thought I wanted to be a Redbird. um, But when the opportunity came, there was nothing better. I wanted to do it. Obviously, you said your your family has had season tickets and always been Redbird fans. Your sister's a swimmer here, correct? Yeah, she uh, she's a sophomore. She swims here at ISU, um, and I I want to say I helped her in that decision. But um, yeah, it's great having a sister here. We can I don't think many people can experience that. Um, how I go to her events and she can she can I can root on her, and then sometimes she comes to our events when she can. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool experience. Her events are a little bit more climate controlled oh. for fans to attend, <laughs> as opposed to some of the weekends that you guys play rounds. You guys both mentioned the Wyburn Golf Course, and you know it's one thing that for me as an outsider, recently just having moved down here, I would think really sets this Redbird program apart of having one right on campus with obviously somebody. Um, an alum like DA who is as accomplished as he has been in professional golf. But was that a real big selling point for you guys to have something like that on campus that nice? No, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, first of all, you go to ISU just for academics and with the nice campus. But then the facilities are so important, uh, especially in golf, because a lot of universities have their golf course like 40 minutes away or like even an hour away. Um, but to have Wybring right off campus, I used to walk from the dorms to Wybring, um, is a game changer. It's an outstanding golf course and an outstanding practice facility, but especially in the summer and the fall, it's probably one of the best in America for like a college team. So it's a, it's a big, big factor in like making a decision. Um, and I'm, yeah, it's, it's amazing to have it. And then obviously DA, coming back this past year um kind of in a volunteer capacity to help from a coaching standpoint for the first time that has to be 
a really intriguing and attractive aspect for a student athlete to be able to kind of pick the brain of somebody as accomplished as DA. Yeah, so um, DA, he wasn't, we didn't really talk with him much our first three years here, to be honest with you, but um, this past year, he's been, we've been on the phone with him all the time. He's come and practiced with us. He's shared a lot of information with us with, from a bunch of different players that he's played with, like Jack Arnold Palmer. He played with Young Tiger. Um, but uh, he was just saying that, like, he just, he came to a tournament with us at Louisiana and, like, everyone there, like, all the older folks knew him. They, like, wanted to talk to him and talk, like, about golf and what everything he's done. Um, luckily, the conference course that we played at, he won there three times. Huh. And um, it hadn't changed much. He, we had a meeting with him before our um, tournament where he brought out his old yardage book from the Hardy's Classic where he won. In the course really hadn't changed much so we were just going through it when when he won there and um what he did to go around the course his strategy so he helped us a lot in preparation for that tournament um but yeah he his best friend's peter jacobson so we got a, on a call one time at coach south with, with peter jacobson which was cool um and da's huge on mindset too he um he's helped us a lot with the mind he's he's worked with um I can't remember his name. Who he Chuck works? Hogan. Chuck Hogan. Yes, he worked with him, and um, he shared some insights um, with the mental game that are just like that I wouldn't even comprehend. But um, yeah, it's helped us a lot. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The mental aspect, I think, is a big one that people don't consider. Obviously, there's, especially when you make the move from, say, traditional high school to college, there's a physical aspect, and obviously there's time away from campus and classes, which is much more vast than was ever the case, but also three straight days with a practice round in there as well. I mean, it's physically demanding, but the mental aspect is really the difference maker at this level, isn't it? No, yeah, for sure it is, especially with the tournaments we play. You usually fly into a place, play eight most practice round, they tee off at 8 a.m. in the morning for 36 holes, go to bed, tee off again at 8 a.m. the day after, and then fly back after the round. So it's it it requires a lot of like mentality, like a good discipline, and stay focused and fit. But you know, with golf, it's it's easy to really think about a lot of stuff because you're all, you're out there for, I mean, 18 holes is five and a half, six hours almost in college, and you can just you can really bring yourself down. Um, but you know, when you're playing the best, you have barely any thoughts. So that's like, the, the hardest thing in golf is to not really think about many things. Um, and that's where we have our mental performance coach who really tries to like focus on one thing to think about and like keep it all simple. And DA as well, like DA has a lot of tools, but in the end, he just wants us to keep it simple and focus on one thing and one goal to keep all the negative negativity out and um, just stay focused on one single goal, yeah. 
you know, one bad shot, a couple of bad shots in a row. Um, it is human nature to get down on yourself, especially as an athlete in a competition setting. But that toolbox that the mental performance coach or any other veteran coach, even teammates, has provided with you guys, that's really hard to put into practice, but is incredibly a huge yield when you do, doesn't it? Yeah, like I can think, for example, um, our Gulf Shores tournament that we go to, it's usually a super exciting tournament because it's 18, 18, 18, and you can like rest after the day, and it's usually hot, so you get to relax. And this year the weather was bad on Sunday, so they pushed the tournament up to 36, 18, and um, that 36 whole day was so long and so hot, and it was just like I felt like I was just like in a daze just walking through the course. I didn't feel like I was hitting shots, but Ethan Miller, our mental coach, always talks about staying present and focusing on the next shot and being really good from bag to ball, back to bag. Um, and he always talks about just staying present. So that's all you can really do. And you got to practice that outside of golf because if you just try to go into the golf course trying to stay present, you have no idea what you're doing because you just you've never practiced, you've never worked on it, and then you you get all messed up because you're trying to stay present and then you're not present in the next shot. So it's really mentally taxing out there in the 36 whole days. You and you're trying to survive. Like you got to drink enough water to survive. <laughs> but like um, yeah, those days are long. They're really long, and I don't think people understand how long those days are. But just trying to stay present. That's what we always talk about, staying present, being really good bag to ball. I said before we went on the air, you guys kind of have the unenviable task of trying to perform at an incredibly high level in college golf in a, in a sport that every office person in America has played once or twice and thinks they're probably very good at. Um, I wanted to talk about those things that the average wreck or the average weekend person who thinks they're a, uh, a golf warrior maybe really doesn't know as far as what you guys do from a training and conditioning standpoint, what you guys do in the off season, and how much of a both physical and mental commitment this has to be to perform at a really high level. Um, so – I mean, obviously, we, we walk a lot because we just carry our bags. So with 36 whole days and 54 whole tournaments, we our conditioning needs to be really on point um, to help us mentally as well. Uh, so we work out two or three times a week as a team, and then most of the guys work out by themselves as well a couple times a week. Um, we practice for hours during a day. Um, it's just preparing ourselves to be able to hit this the, every shot. Like, it's... In golf, you, like at our level, you can't really miss. And that's, I think, the biggest difference than if we wanted to have fun after the season and we wanted to go out for 18 holes, there's no really pressure because, like, if you miss, okay, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But, I mean, in college, it's just you, you can't because every shot matters. And especially after, like, three rounds, you can still see that, like, it can make – one shot can make a huge difference. If every guy was, plays one shot better, it's, five, it's four shots. So it's, you, you just have to be ready to be consistent and be able to hit every shot. And it, a lot, like, goes into that, yeah. Obviously, as Felix said, there's not a ton of margin for error, but that's really when that whole mental component of kind of flush what happened, the next shot comes into play. Yeah, like I said, you just have to stay present, I think. I mean, two shots is different from a top 10 to a top 25 finish just with like two or three shots and that could be you three putting your last two holes and guys who play on the weekend 
they made three putt and be like, ah, whatever, you know, just one shot. But like, if you do that, like for like, if you three putt like three times around, you do it like, that's like, what is that, nine shots a tournament, which literally is 10th place to 65th place. And that's just putting, that's just putting alone. And um, so it's just like, hitting the ball 320 yards is just as important as hitting the six inch putt that you have to make to do whatever to make part. But like, it's just a battle. You have to be in every single shot at every moment because it can actually cost you a tournament. Like this, our first tournament year we won, we tied, we tied a tournament and we won, but like one shot either way. You miss a putt, we don't win. You make a putt, one more putt, we win the tournament outright. But like, it's literally just one shot. That's all it is. When you guys go into the off season, for those who don't know, in college, you guys do compete in the fall season as well as, you know, kind of late winter, early spring is the kickoff of your spring campaign. But what do your off seasons look like? And and I ask that from a standpoint of is there is there time to tap on the brakes a little bit for you guys because of the mental grind of the fall and the spring? Obviously you want to work on stroke play getting better with certain irons maybe or clubs but at the same time I would think that repetition of trying to fix a swing or how you handle a certain club really pales in comparison to being out there in a competitive environment because it's really a totally different game when you're competing against other golfers isn't it? No, yeah, it is. And for sure with us in golf, like all of us, if when we start in January, we play till October because every one of us plays in the summer as well. So I think most of us take like two to three weeks off after the last tournament in October. But then we go straight into it and work out. That's the time when we work on our swings, like technique-wise, and make some changes. And it's just repeating and repeating and repeating. And then to – I mean, we're limited inside – but still, that's a great opportunity for us to work on mechanics and get ready to get out of the gates in late January. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like the December and January are really important months for us to get the mind ready, work like work on mental on the mental game with visualizing shots, visualizing swings, and courses we're gonna play. Um, so yeah, no, those are like actually really important months for us to prepare ourselves for the, the whole season. We talked about the fact that Coach Kralis loves to play a really difficult schedule. And early on when you do so, is it almost kind of you need a weekend or two early on in January to kind of get your feet back under you in a competitive environment? No, yeah, for sure. And that's why we're so fortunate that we're going to the Tinnervin Cup in Coral, at Coral Creek in Florida every, every spring. Um, that's kind of kickoff to our season. Uh, we meet a lot of alumni there. Uh, the University of Illinois men's golf team is there too. Um, but those are just three to four really productive days. But then when we go to, usually we go to Texas after that, and we're still going to be rusty. It's it's just inevitable because after a couple months not being on grass and then going straight into Bermuda grass, which is a very difficult type of grass if you're not used to it, it's just we just need to get reps in and um, get get them. Um, the swing going again and every everything going yeah in the off season especially during the summer what kind of competition are you guys able to compete in so i like to do a lot of local stuff just because i like playing in city tournaments but we usually do i try to get in a lot of bigger tournaments too like like i have a tournament monday where i try to qualify for the u.s open um 
tried it for the USAM. We'll do some of the other bigger amateur events around Illinois State Amateur I played in last year. We both played in Illinois Open. Um, but yeah, just the biggest amateur events we just try to all get in. Um, and we try to play all summer. But yeah, there's really no off season, as we were talking about. There's like, I feel like this is one of the sports where like, there really is no off season. You're, the, you're on from August when we start, you don't get a break, and your break's in the winter, but you're training all winter. Then you come back out in the spring, and once your season's done with the team, you got your individual season in the summer, and then you just right back into it. So it's like a never-ending cycle of, of just practice, I feel like. Coach Kralis just picked up his third Valley Coach of the Year crown. As we said, this is his 16th season at the helm. And I would think he's got a bit of a difficult task, as does any coach in college golf. This is as we talked about kind of the mental pressure, the individual aspect that you guys have with every shot. But there's also Coach Kralis who's trying to build a team environment that's going to be successful, whether or not freshmen come in and compete right away at the highest level or whether or not they will in a year or two. How do you guys, especially as seniors and upperclassmen, kind of help balance and bring along those young guys to keep them motivated, even if they're not say one of the top four on a weekend and and build this program because that whole team dynamic is incredibly important with the success as you guys are going to a regional, but so is individual play. No, yeah, for sure. And we have a lot of qualifying opportunities, especially in the fall. Uh, so before we start our fall season, we have usually eight rounds. So everyone gets a shot to go. Um, our coach tries to get as many individual spots for tournaments too so that he can bring extra guys, uh, which is very helpful. Um, and then for freshmen, we only have one freshman this year, Italian guy named Pietro. Um, he had a difficult fall, which is okay since he was just new to America. But he really picked up in the spring, and I just, I'm, I'm proud of him for like being able to do that. I think most of us talked to him after the fall because he, he ended the fall in a, like, not the greatest tournament, but then to in the spring just pick it up straight away and just be consistent and... That's he should be proud of that, and I hope he can keep that up. Yeah. Are you guys pretty heavily involved in the recruiting aspect? I mean, this is I'm guessing a very tight knit group because you guys are together so much throughout the year, especially during the academic portion of the year. Do you guys know what's a good fit and what's not a good fit for this program? Totally. Um, since we're like you said, we're such a small team, and we build such a strong relationship between each other. Not like a. We're not like a football team who's got hundreds of guys on a team who you might not even know. You know everything about everyone because you're just seven of us. We live right in front. Me, Felix, and our other teammate, Val, lives on one floor, and then the guys live right below us. So we see each other every day. Um, we hang out every day. But when we have the recruits come in, you can immediately tell right away if they're going to fit with us or not. I mean, we've had a few recruits come in, and you can tell immediately by the first five minutes they're with us if they can if they can vibe with us or if they can if they're just cool or not and um you can we're, we have such a good relationship with coach too we can we can tell him like look I don't know if this guy's the right fit for us um or maybe he doesn't see how good of a fit he is I don't know it's just different and it's it's cool to have that experience you guys are both seniors obviously you have the regional round coming up at the beginning of next week beginning on Monday but the most important aspect after that, what's on the docket for you guys moving forward? Well, we're just trying to play the best we can. Um, and like you said, with the schedule we have, um, 
we're prepared. We know what to do. We we this is a grass we practice on all year. Um, so we we're ready. We uh, we have a game plan, um, and we can compete with these teams. And if we can easily get a top five and make it to the national championship. You guys talk about competing with these teams. As we said, throughout the fall and the spring, you guys have already competed head-to-head against 19 of the 27 teams in the NCAA tournament. There's an aspect of, you know, this is your first birth in the NCAA tournament for the program since 2007. So there's an aspect of, oh, we won the Valley. That's great. We're happy to be here. But that's really not the case. It's a little bit more you've got some confidence going into this and you really want to show next week. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Because since with, with the schedule, as you said, that we play, we, we know most of the teams. We know kind of what to expect. Um, and I think we're all just really eager to, like, put Redbird golf on the map. Um, I know it's, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really difficult where we have to, like, play the best we can and have a really good week. But it's, it's something to look forward to and to work hard for. And it's just exciting. I just we, – we all want to get started and – like show ourselves and let the Division One know who ISU Golf is. Yeah. With the hope that you guys win a national championship in a few weeks, individually for you guys, what comes next, post college? So we got an extra year actually after this ah, because of COVID. Okay. Because we were both COVID years, um, and that makes it exciting too. Like we had a really good year this year, one conference. We're not losing anyone. Uh, for next year so we're just going to keep building on each other and keep working hard and with a strong schedule next year another conference who knows this is just we're all step. it's all this is all stepping stone and we're excited yep so you guys are both playing coming back next year to compete yep both of us and our other roommate he's coming back too and couldn't be more excited we had a great year this year and we can show a lot more and we're excited that we're not losing anyone we're going to get we're all going to get better this could be a great run for Redbird men's golf here coming up over the next couple of years. Well, you guys open next Monday. That's the 15th. Bath, Michigan, the Eagle Eye Golf Club, taking part in the NCAA Division I Regional. We wish you guys all the best next week. Thanks so much for taking some time today. That'll do it for our show this week. For our guests, senior golfers, Felix Van Dyke and Parker Wisdom, and our entire Redbird Sports Properties crew, this is John Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next time right here on In the Nest. This has been In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network.